Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scav. He's Mike Werman. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the Royals and spring training. Um, Eric Bieniemy's um, lateral move, becoming an offensive coordinator uh, in Washington, and uh, some other NFL free agent moves. Um, Mike, the Royals are off to a fast start. Spring training. They're now four and one. 800 weight percentage. They uh, scored 12 runs against a division rival Cleveland today. Does that mean anything at all? Um, unfortunately, probably not. I guess it's better. You know, it's it's better than they they were one and four, and it seems like they're. You is, know, is it though? I mean, does it matter at all? Well, I think it just at least gives you some some optimism, maybe. Uh, they're I guess like they're swinging they're swinging the bats well although you could say maybe some of that is Arizona's dry air and things like that but I think yeah I, th- I think I, th- I think it's it's not bad news that's for sure whether it's anything more than neutral uh yeah but I, I'd say it's I'd say it's a slight positive even though I don't know if it will carry over. But like it's right. it's it's like the whole team before the World Baseball Classic starts, so maybe it's more indicative, maybe of where they're gonna be uh, than even later spring training might be if they're all gonna be separate. So I don't know. I'm talking myself into thinking that maybe they can be decent this year, but yeah, I, I don't really have I don't have high expectations, but um, I just kind of want them to avoid a well under 500 season. I want them to at least sniff. 80 wins would be nice. What what do you think? Is it is it a is it an uh, omen? Um I don't harbinger. think it's much of an I don't think it's much of an omen or a harbinger either. Uh <laughs> I think it's I think it's a fun, you know, thing to to witness, I guess, right now, but uh I don't think it means anything at all. <laughs> like <laughs> I think a lot of the runs that have been scored have been late. And at least two of the wins I think came like in the ninth inning on on the you know very late run scoring or one of them was the first game was a walk off home run from a player I wasn't yeah usually those ninth in, by the ninth inning uh, it's not the starters or usually the even the even the, even the backups that's maybe like the double A guys single A double A guys that are getting a mm-hmm. you know a little taste of spring training anyway yeah I guess or maybe maybe a relief pitcher for the other team might be involved that's like a closer or something, possibly, since that's you know, they maybe might in a couple in late, years. They might, well, they might put them in late game situations in spring training because they're going to have late game situations during the season. Maybe sure. I don't know, um, but yeah, I think Vinny Pasquantino hit two home runs today. I think he, I think, was just hit a couple RBIs at least. Anyway, I don't know if they're home runs, but I saw the, on the Italian, the Italian national team. Vinny. Oh. Pasquantina. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, yeah, most of the starting pitchers are only going an inning or two at most right now. And uh, starting fielders, I think, are only playing, getting two, two to three at bats. So I think the bulk of the runs, I think, from today's game, I think were scored well after the starters were out. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's still like it's fun. 
to see them win. I don't know that it, yeah. I don't think it means anything though. <laughs> right. Do you think it? Uh, do you think that the uh, World Baseball Classic will be exciting this year? Do you know when it starts? Uh, I believe it starts um, at the end of next week. Maybe it's March third. What's the date I had in mind? At least anyway, that may not be right though. March seventh. It says seventh of the twenty first. So a week, so not a week, week from after. a week from our our air date. I mean, our uh, recording date. So it's the twenty eighth yes. of February right now. So it's going to be March seventh, um, eleven p.m. So I guess I assume it's going to start in Japan if it's starting at eleven o'clock at be, night yeah. here. Um, do you know the? Yeah, are, where uh, are the games being played? Is it all in one location, or is it? I don't so, no, it's do. it's different places. So some of them are being played in Japan. There's like a pod in okay. Japan. There's one in the United States, I think, and maybe there's like because there's four pools. I think each pool is playing in a particular is an A location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not uh, aware of. Let me see. Let me look. Uh, schedule. Um, so yeah, do we have? So it doesn't actually say where the games are being held on uh, <laughs> schedule. Maybe if I click on each individual game. Yeah, so, oh, they're playing in Taiwan, at least some of the games. Okay. Or Chinese Taipei, as it's right. uh, known internationally. So there are some in Taiwan. So they're opening up in, in Taipei uh, on March 7th. Um, the games uh, on March 8th. Um, the, there's also games in Japan, the Tokyo Dome. So one is in, in Taiwan, one is in Japan. Um, and this is, oh, there's got to be a better website that, that will. Okay, so some are in the United States. The United States isn't. Uh, um, here we go. Um, we'll play is. Okay, so Pool A, which is what they call Chinese Taipei, aka Taiwan, because we don't want to uh, upset right. the uh, the Chinese by declaring Taiwanese uh, independence. Uh, Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, Panama, all of them are playing in Taiwan. Okay, uh, in, in the city of Taichung, not not uh, not Taipei itself. Um, to, in the Tokyo Dome, we have Pool B. Japan, South Korea, Australia, China, Czech Republic. We'll see at Chase Field in Phoenix, we have USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. And then Pool D, which is in Miami, uh, I think Puerto Rico is the host, I guess. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Israel, and Nicaragua. Which which of these is uh, not like the others? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um yeah, they're sort of by region, I guess. I'm not exactly sure how they uh, developed it. Um, but uh, would you do you know? So if if you were to bet on any of the teams to win, um, let me give you the top. 
uh, eight uh, teams according to FanDuel and their odds of, of winning. Okay. So this, this won't include like the Czech Republic or Israel or uh, Panama, countries like that. But instead we have number eight is Cuba, 40 to one. Seven, Puerto Rico, 21 to one. Six, Mexico, a little bit surprising, uh, yeah. 18 to one. Korea, uh, 10 to one. Venezuela, also 10 to one. Japan, three to one. USA, 2.8 to one. Ooh. And Dominican Republic, two to one. You like any of those uh, odds? Well, I think if I was just going to bet on one. Oh, here's other contenders. No. <laughs> Chinese Taipei. Oops, I think you're stuck. Are you Are you there? No, I'm just not moving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, I thought it would be because you're in Oh, we didn't even mention that you're in Tampa this weekend. So I, I thought that maybe the, the Tampa uh, uh, Wi-Fi was not working for you. Uh, Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Canada, Italy, all tied at 100 to 1. Colombia 120, Australia 120, Panama 190, Israel 250, and then Britain, Czech Republic, China, Nicaragua, all 300 to one. Really? Well, I think I think if I was trying to make a bet, like just to like you know hopefully win win something, uh, I I would take the long odds on on um, on Cuba probably. I would think at 40 to one. That's not those are pretty good. Those are like decent odds for teams that has some history at least anyway. Baseball. Yeah, um, yeah, I might. Yeah. Cuba is losing um, more and more for defecting and things like that. So maybe a lot of the Cuban, actually, actually, yeah, Sil Puig and some of the big, uh, I think Mancada, a lot of some of the big Cuban players are on the Cuban national team this year. I think so. so yeah. Um, I don't. I wonder if they'll be reverse uh, defected. They'll be re- refected, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right <Possibly. back> into... <laughs> we don't. We don't know. Shanghai to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. I think that would be funny. Um, funny? I don't know that they would think it's very funny. But... No, but it would be a kind of a interesting. <laughs> sure, like hearing some of their stories about how some of them, you know, had to get to, what they had to do to get out of there, right? Yeah. Like Puig's story was pretty crazy. Yeah. But if you heard about that, anyway, yeah, it's worth, it's worth I, checking out. If I kind of remember, but yeah, it was. Yeah, these are all inter- be international incidents, I guess. But uh, basically, and, uh, yeah, I'm still. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't actually that Cuba bet. I don't think is too bad. I'm a little surprised Puerto Rico is lower than Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and maybe even lower than, um, Korea because I think all of Korea's players are from Korea playing like, you know, from the Korean league, maybe like only one. Oh. And, and same thing for Japan. Like almost all the players are based in Japan, uh, which I guess maybe there's more team unity and things like that so that might sure. be an advantage but i would guess the average talent isn't as high as puerto rico or cuba uh in terms of because like um well they're, they're effectively eliminating talent that is already in the major leagues then that's what you're saying maybe or i guess yeah. i think their talent they would be better players if they were if their talent were being honed by major league competition yeah, uh, because I think it's a little bit like um, I guess it's a little bit like soccer in the United States. Like the team, the U.S. team is better when they have more players that are playing in European 
mm-hmm. clubs uh, they can compete rather than better. against MLS competition. Yeah, rather than just just MLS. Yeah, I think I and I don't think necessarily the players are worse or better than they have been. But I think just because they're playing against higher competition, that's a um, I think that that can be good. But I guess you could say, well, in, in the Korean and Japan, Japanese case, they're building like a a team that's always together. They're not just kind of slapdash throwing them together either. But um, yeah. So, so if you're taking one long odds, one short odds, pick two. So, so what is long? Is it more than 20 um, to one? Just not one of the top five, say. Okay. Somebody outside the top five. Outside the top five. Then I would say I do like Puerto Rico. Uh, at, they're at number seven, 21 to one. Um, yeah. And my short odds. So Venezuela, Korea are tied at 10 to one. Um, and Japan three to one, USA two point eight to one, Dominican two to one. Maybe take I'm gonna, I guess go go with the USA. I'm not, I'm gonna go. Uh, um, I'll be patriotic and do the two point eight to one. I think there's more value there than there is. I think Japan at three to one is. I don't know. It seems pretty. Those odds seem pretty low to me. I don't think it's very good value. I don't. Yeah. I think. I think maybe it's like a lot of. Uh, it's probably influenced by the betting market, and maybe there are a lot of um, Japanese bettors betting on Japan. Um, I don't think there are probably that many American because I guess like it's an important competition, more important competition to some of these uh, worldwide teams um, yeah. than it is to the United States. Uh, but um, I think Dominican is also too short. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't. Yeah, I I I think in in its history. Um, the USA is the defending champion, mm-hmm. and uh, Dominican won the previous one. Japan won the first two. So they haven't won since 2009, yeah. and uh, Cuba was the runner-up in uh, 2006, your second pick. Puerto Rico was the runner-up in the last two World Ooh. Baseball Classics. So I li- I'm, I'm liking my Puerto Rico pick. Japan was third. Netherlands was fourth. That might be an interesting longer odd uh the dutch team because they've got a lot they have a lot of like aruba and curacao uh um caribbean players that are on 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 the squads so like like bogarts and mm -hmm. things like that right yeah yeah um uh kenley kenley jansen as we talked about last time right uh yeah andrews on simmons and, and people like that so yeah i think that could be a um yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I guess I might watch one of the games if I happen to catch it, but I'm, I'm not going to be. Um, I don't know. I, I'm even though I like baseball, I think I tend to say I would follow baseball more than I would follow like um, soccer on a day to day basis. I'm much more interested in the World Cup than I am in the World Baseball Classic. But this isn't a world. Know. This isn't a World Cup year, though. So you have time that you could have spent. On the World Cup, you could now spend on the uh, World Baseball Classic or spring training. Yeah, and, nah, that's fine. I'm actually more interested in the NFL offseason probably than this <laughs> because there have been some interesting stories. Do, do, uh, is there any? Do we have any more baseball that we want to? Uh, oh, I think let's go ahead and uh, let's let's switch it up. Yeah, let's switch it up. Um, well, the uh, biggest story, at least locally in Kansas City, is probably Eric Bieniemy leaving. 
as offensive coordinator. He's been offensive coordinator, I think, the last five seasons uh, since Patrick Mahomes was a starter. Um, he took the job of Matt Nagy, uh, who went on coach the Chicago Bears and then came back last year to be the quarterback's coach. Now he, Matt Nagy is the new offensive uh, coordinator. Um, do you think that Biennemi's leaving is a good idea for Biennemi, a good idea for the Chiefs, uh, both, neither? What would your assessment? Um, I think it was it's probably due to some extent. It seems like, yeah, Biennemi wants a head coaching job. And it doesn't seem as though he's going to get that shot while being under Andy Reid, since Andy Reid technically calls the plays. Yeah, um, unfortunately, so even, though, even though it didn't hurt. seem like <laughs> yeah. he's going to get that opportunity without without making this kind of move, because he's like he said he interviewed for like fifteen head coaching positions over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. without without getting a head coaching job so it seems like this he, well, he has to do something like this to yeah try to you know bolster that resume so that he can hopefully get the real job that he wants uh i will say that um i thought it was interesting uh i saw part of a press conference that he gave um as the washington's oc and i and i think that may be the first time i've actually heard him speak i'm not mm. sure that I've, I've read articles where you know he there's quotes from but i'm not sure that i'd actually heard him talk before <laughs> I, had, had, have you i mean that's, he, that's that was one of those interesting things like he does talk with press conferences and things like that sometimes not as much as reed not as much as you know mahomes or whatever but i think uh yeah well, he obviously hate. gives them i don't know that i, I don't know that i've ever had oh, catch one of them is all right i've heard so. him a little bit yeah not a ton yeah um i think one of and this is um i think you know the racial issue is a a, a big issue one why the enemy has not gotten hired uh places um you know because it didn't hurt uh doug peterson or matt Nagy from get uh didn't hinder them from getting coaching jobs when they didn't uh call the plays either under andy reed and actually had right. a less less track record of consistent success as an offensive coordinator than right. um uh, than the enemy has had only because maybe the enemy is they think oh he's benefiting from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, most teams don't have a Patrick Mahomes. Would he be able to adapt there? Um, one thing that I think hasn't been talked about uh, with the enemy. One thing uh, is his height. He's a very short his height. Yeah, the enemy is okay. very short. He's very short. Um, and I wonder if that gives NFL teams pause um, because. I think you think of football players as big guys and uh, you want a kind of commanding uh, presence is having a very short head coach. Um, maybe, maybe not even um, it just sort of subliminally subliminally uh, kind of seen as a, as a negative because uh, you know, most, most of the head, like, you know, some of the head coaches are kind of short. I think Sean McVay is pretty short, but like, and he's white so like he's you know he there's like these little you know little pieces of kind of um things that are again going against the enemy also he's uh, unlike most um black uh head coaches in the nfl he's from the offensive side of things whereas um traditionally if you're gonna hire a black head coach it's because of defense um i think you know, jim caldwell maybe is an exception or a couple other guys but like I'd say 90% of the African-American um, head coach, African-American coaching uh, in the NFL is probably on the defensive mm. side or maybe running back, running back, running back coach or something like that. But it's not, 
Um, you don't have a lot of offensive coordinators. Um, I think you have you maybe fewer offensive coordinators than you do even uh, head coaches. So I wonder if that is a an issue as 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 well. Yeah. Well, I mean, from like the we don't we we don't know like from you know the enemy's interviews mm-hmm. how many of those opportunities that he had that weren't just you know a team using him as the Rooney Rule yeah you know participant. And he didn't actually have wasn't really in the running. He got an interview just to you know fill a checkbox that the league has for you know mm-hmm. interviewing minority coaches uh, before they hire somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't we don't know that you know. I- yeah, he I would have guess actually he's, been up for some of those jobs, but yeah, I would guess he's a token uh, interview for some of them. I'm a little surprised he wasn't. He was because he was interviewed only one job this go around, and that was in uh, Indianapolis, and they ended up hiring Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator from the team that the enemy uh, <laughs> beat in the Super Bowl. Right, right. And I was a little surprised that Steichen got hired as well, not just because of that, but also because he was on the staff of Nick Sirianni, who was on the staff of Frank Reich, who they just ho- they just fired last year. And now you're just yeah. bringing another Frank Reich guy in. And I think yeah. that was something that was seen as a reason why, like in Chicago, for example, when Matt Nagy got fired, the enemy wasn't going to get that job. They went, even though a uh, Chiefs GM, uh, Ryan Poles, got the job, they went like defensive coordinator Eberflus from someplace else, you know, like, so like, yeah, I, I was surprised, like, but in Indianapolis is just the, you know, it's just crazy. I, I think, I don't know if that's going to be a, um, yeah, a winning situation for Steichen. I, I kind of hope not. So I don't really like, I don't really like Sirianni. I think he's kind of a jerk. And so I assume anybody that uh, Sirianni likes is also kind of a jerk. Uh, but they, but it seems like they also wanted to get away from him though too, right? Maybe both both the coordinators there left. Yeah, both the coordinators, yeah. Well, they, yeah, it was so, it was funny. It, you know, they they were hired. I'm sure the week before the Super Bowl, and then they were announced the week after the day after the Super Bowl, and like, oh, we you know we got the, um, especially I think I think you can say Steichen did a good job against the Chiefs, um, and all year the offense played pretty well with the guy like Jalen Hurts, but yeah, yeah, but it seemed like the um, but you would uh, think the the Bears would actually want. The Eagles offensive coordinator, right? Is that what you would think? Because it's like because they have Justin Fields, who's a similar quarterback to yeah in style to Jalen Hurts. It would make the most sense because say, like, well, if you design an offense that worked for him, you should be able to design an offense that works yeah. for for you know our guy. So, Unfortunately, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, they hired a guy last year, so yeah, they can't get rid. Of, they weren't going to get rid of him. Another, you know, they weren't going to fire another another coach, right? Yeah, you don't well. Is you, is you don't fire white coaches after one season. <laughs> you only fire that white coaches to after works. one season. Uh, whether you're in Houston or in Arizona, um, or I guess if you're Urban Meyer, that's that's the exception. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, but but you have to like screw up a lot. Even if you're if you really really terrible. Like, like, like I mean, hack, you have to be it. actively bad all year and have your team in the news repeatedly all season for the wrong reasons because yeah. of things that you did personally. That's how. Yeah, that's how I mean, because I mean, Urban Meyer had a long rope there mm. for like all of the scandals that happened with him. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I guess Nathaniel Hackett also got fired. He was a he, but he had a lot of like from the very beginning, he was pretty beleaguered. Uh, you know, like that first game when he kicked the like he went for like the uh 60 yard field goal instead of a fourth and three or something like that. Yeah, uh, and like mismanaged the clock like every game and they had to hire, you know, so like 
you, I, but like you have to be, you have to be kind of extra bumbling as a white coach, I think, to get fired or have some sort of scandal or both, like in Urban Meyer's case. Um, yeah. But like, Lovey Smith got fired because he won too much, uh, and they wanted the number one draft pick probably, or he's going to get fired anyway. Mm-hmm. The previous, the previous uh, Texans coach um, uh, also got fired after one year. Um, the uh, guy in Arizona, uh, Steve Wolfs, got fired after one year. So, like, it's it's I don't know. I I yeah. I think um, yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, Bianami it seems like he's going to have his own ship to run under Ron Rivera. So maybe being independent will help. Um, Chiefs running back coach Greg Lewis seems to have also left um, to go with Bianami for a. I guess also would be a lateral move. I don't know what else. Uh, he you know he wouldn't be promoted. I don't think from. Running backs coach. Is there well, a, well, what's the next step up from running backs coach? I guess offensive coordinator because that's what uh, <laughs> the enemy <laughs> like, is there was, some, right? So, like an assistant offensive coordinator. Yeah, um, <laughs> assistant to the offensive coordinator. Was that it? Yeah, I guess Greg Lewis was a wide receiver, so maybe you would think he wants to be wide receivers coach. I don't know. I mean, that's still a positional... Actually, he was wide receivers yeah. coach. He was wide receivers coach from 2017 to 2020. Now he became running backs coach. Maybe maybe oh. that change... Maybe he didn't like that change, or maybe... I don't know. It's hard to, hard to say. But now I think we know a little bit more about who the enemy's quarterback's going to be next season. Possibly? Or at least we know who it isn't. Yeah, it's not going to be Carson Wentz. It's not going to be Taylor Heineke. Both of those... Uh, quarterbacks have been let go. Um, the Chiefs are perhaps in the market for a backup quarterback with retirement of Chad Henney. On the spot after the Super Bowl win. Yeah, right? going, going out on top. Um, do you think the Chiefs will go for a, a name backup to uh, back up Patrick Mahomes or do you think they'll, they'll roll with of Steve Bouchelle, who was the th- I mean, I mean Shane, Shane Bouchelle, son of Steve Bouchelle, former Major League Baseball player, um, uh, Shane Bouchelle, who was the third quarterback, somebody they protected every game on their roster. They kept him on the active roster to avoid his getting um, uh, picked up by some Smashed team. Away. Yeah, off the practice, practice squad. They seem to yeah. like him. Like mm-hmm. I think they may have considered, you know, him over over Henny even right in the. Uh, for the active roster um, mm-hmm. coming out of preseason uh, last season, possibly, right? Um, mm-hmm. They seem to, I mean, I mean, I think with the number of, uh, you know, named quarterbacks that we know that are already on the market, uh, you know, if any of them happen to be available come the end of the, <laughs> the preseason, they may sign somebody to be a backup. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go after somebody ahead of time, but they may just wait to see who's who's you know left be. or gets cut late in in spring training. Like not spring training, preseason. That's it. <laughs> it's a call to something different. I think there are. <laughs> I, there, there. I think there are potentially twenty-two different quarterbacks that I in my in my brief research today, twenty-two different quarterbacks. Twenty-two that might end up with a team that's different from the team they were on last year. And these are actually 22 quarterbacks, not just like career backups, but these are people who have actually started uh, games in the NFL. 
like Carson Wentz and Taylor like Heineke. Carson Wentz and and Taylor Heineke. Um, should I go through the? Should I go through the sure. list? Actually, first, I uh, they will. Uh, Pro Football Focus uh, released a uh, top one hundred potential free agents list. The top two um, people on uh, that list are quarterbacks. Okay. Give you number one. Number one is Lamar Jackson. Um, yes. No, who, although not technically a free agent yet. Not technically a free agent yet, but potential free agent. Yeah. Because um, I guess there's talk about the Baltimore possibly using the tag on him and then hmm. Lamar Jackson potentially not accepting it. So he might sit out. He might get traded. He might be, yeah. I guess, released. I don't know. Because it seems like he's wanting this giant contract that's similar to what Deshaun Watson got when he got the fully guaranteed money uh, because the Cleveland Browns are idiots. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't uh, seem like Baltimore wants to do that because they could have signed him last year and, and did not. Yeah. And he's been hurt, you know, two seasons in a row. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the season, he hasn't, he's been a little fragile. Um, not necessarily his fault. You think maybe if, if the offense was different, maybe he could be more of a Mahomes-ish type of player. Like he, he runs sometimes, but not all the time, like like he does. But um, so yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk. About, we can talk a little bit more Lamar Jackson in a second. Lamar Jackson yeah. was number one. Yeah. Who is Pro Football Focus's number two potential free agent target? He's a a quarterback that could be on the move. Um. I would say oh, it's got to be Rogers, right? Um, I don't know if Rogers is on the list, but he but he's not on the list. Really? I, don't know if he's, I don't know. I don't know if he was considered. Oh, to be on the list. I guess he wouldn't be a free agent though. He's, he's not under a free contract. agent. So, yeah, he's on a contract. Uh, so uh, Brady, <laughs> Brady, it's not Brady. Really? Um, it's although he he may have some weird contract issue also. I'm not sure what somebody if he, if he actually filed his retirement paperwork or. That kind of thing. He did. I think he did with the Players Association, but I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, it's also not Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not Derek Carr. Not even Ryan wow, Tannehill. Like, really? Not Daniel Jones. It is Geno Smith. Oh, really? The number two. I didn't realize he was actually would be a free. Well, is he going on a one-year deal with with uh, Seattle? It must have. It must have been. I think so because well, it's also interesting because Drew Locke is also a potential free agent. <laughs> um, so I don't know because I think they probably they, they were thinking well, if Smith doesn't pan out, we, at least we have Locke, or if Locke yeah. doesn't pan out, at least we have Smith. Or if they both suck, we can get rid of. Them. And yeah, uh, Geno Smith was the most uh, in terms of uh, passing um, completion percentage, the most accurate quarterback last season. Uh, I, I just assumed that he would have been under. They would have um, that Seattle would have already signed him to a multi-year deal if they didn't before the season had started. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that after that kind of year that he wouldn't um, at least have a second year on his contract. I know, apparently, or at huh. least he can opt out. He's he's considered to be a potential free agent. Wow. Well, I mean, he did have a good season, so it's not. If, if he okay. he will get a job, I guarantee you, it'll be on somebody's roster next year. That's one With, of those so. If you if you were a, um, let me run through the list, and maybe we can sure. we can we can keep like a top six or seven. Oh, maybe this is what maybe we had, we had thought of. Um, we could say, do we think this person will be a starter 
next year in the NFL? Do you think this person will be back up or on the roster next year in the NFL? What do you think this person's going to be out of the league? Out uh, of the league, okay. Next year. Starter, um, on the roster, out of the league. Yeah. And some of these, I, I could say, like, you know, first one, I'll say Aaron Rodgers. I think Starter. Starter. I think out of the league is much more likely than oh no way on a ro- I mean on a roster I mean I mean like starter is probably most likely but I think out of the yeah. league is not far off though either I'll um, I'll give you what is it he's fifty million reasons why <laughs> nobody walks away from fifty million dollars dude hey they? he was in the darkness retreat uh, he, <laughs> not, uh not even not even for the full time did you see that that he left like two days early <laughs> no I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a doofus. Um, <laughs> well, or he just figured everything out in less time than he needed. Yeah. Do so I, if you, yeah, maybe you didn't think that he you is think a, that was the option. He, well, I, I, I think that could be what he thinks. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if that's what a objective third party would determine, but I think that's perhaps what he thinks in his uh, heart of hearts. Um, yeah. So we have Aaron Rodgers. So you think he's going to be a starter? I think he probably will be too. Do you think it will be with Green Bay, or do you think it will be with another team? Ah, that's I think that's a more difficult question. Um, I think different team is my that's my guess. Yeah, I think the so is, Packers... so is Jordan is Jordan Love on your list then too, or is he? No, because he's on the. I think he's not a he's not going anywhere. I don't think. He won't, I guess he wouldn't be a free agent. But there there was talk, I guess, that if they try to keep Rodgers, that they may try to trade Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Well, that, but it also that, wouldn't be a free agent though. So that's that would also be from this what I could I could also agent. include a similar quarter. Quarterback in kind of similar circumstances that wasn't on my list either. That's Trey Lance, who could also perhaps be traded, or I guess mm-hmm. even Brock Purdy, possibly. You know, one of those, both of those quarterbacks, because right. the Fortnite's only going to be able to keep one. But Garoppolo, and my next guy I was going to mention was Jimmy Garoppolo, um, starter, uh, backup out of the league next year. I think he'll be a starter. Starter, as long, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, do you think he's going to? He'll get uh, signed somewhere for sure. But yeah. I okay. think starter. Okay, starter. Uh, Derek Carr. Starter. Starter. Um, so there are too many teams that need a quarterback, and he just yeah. won the um, he just won the Pro Bowl skills competition. So he did, and I think the Jets are looking at him if they can't get Rodgers. Yeah. Um, I I think that, well, it seems like the most likely place. Well, like Rodgers is going to cost a lot of money. He's going to cost some draft picks, and same thing for Lamar Jackson. He's going to cost a lot of money, and probably draft picks. Uh, because I would, I couldn't imagine the uh, Ravens just letting him go. They would probably sign him to the franchise tag and then, um, and then trade him, yeah. negotiate his rights or something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, but I guess you could also say Jackson, if he doesn't get what he wants, he might be out of the league next year. He might not play. You could sit, yeah. Um, I think I think he'll be. I would assume he'll be starting in some way, somewhere. Okay. So uh, we talked about Geno Smith. You think Geno Smith will be starting somewhere? I think so. Year. You think it will be Seattle? That I don't. I think they will. I think they had success last year. I think they should. I would assume that they're going to try to resign him. That'd be my. They already had, they had success with him. I don't know why they would purposely go after somebody else, unless they have somebody that they think is ready. Seattle does have him. the. They do have the number five overall pick. In this year's draft because they picked it up uh from the Denver Broncos. But I think they would still, even if they drafted a quarterback, I think they'd still want Geno Smith to be there for one more year mm-hmm. as at least protection for whoever they draft. They also have the number, 
They also have number 20 picks, so they have two picks in the first round. So they're probably going to draft quarterback, which means you'd like to have a guy with, you know, the ability to, to lead the team if the guy you pick isn't NFL ready today. Mm-hmm. Maybe even with the five and 20 picks, could the could the uh, um, Seahawks go up to like number one and draft their choice of quarterback? Would they trade with the, with the Bears right down to five? There's there's already been stories about uh the Bears being willing and willing and maybe even likely to, to trade that number one pick. Yeah, I think I don't think they I, I think they I think I would given the given the quarterbacks in this class, I'm not that keen on any of them. I think mm-hmm. the um did you see today how tall uh Bryce Young was? I did not. He's listed as six feet tall. He is four, four foot seven. Uh, close enough. He's oh. five ten and he's five ten and a half. Uh, oh. is what is what he was. Uh, so he is he is five foot ten. Um, but did, but, but what what was his uh, hand size? Hand size. Like? Well, he, yeah, he weighs one hundred ninety. I think he weighs one hundred ninety five pounds. I don't think they've done this measure. He's not. He's not going to probably do that measure measurement stuff. Yeah. Online. Uh, but you know, they're not. They're not going to try to like trick him to stand on a scale somewhere. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. I, I. He's five ten and a half. Um, like lead is, him, lead him around somewhere with some something that he wants, and <laughs> to stand on top of like a pet weighing yeah. scale or something. Yeah, that is Kyler Murray's height: five ten. He was five ten one eighth, two hundred seven pounds, so ten pounds heavier, twelve pounds heavier than than Bryce Young. Um, hmm. Russell Wilson is also uh, about that tall. Yeah, and it seems like perhaps Wilson has had trouble. Wilson says he's five eleven. Uh, has had trouble, uh, maybe race, recently because he's, he's doesn't have the mobility he used to have, so he can't like get out of the pocket and see around his uh, uh, blockers uh, to throw the ball quite as well as he used to. So, um, yeah, the height thing has become. I think it's it's well, the hand size was was something that was uh, a kind of big. I think height is actually kind of important. I don't think hands like hand size as long as you can like grip a football and throw a football. Right. I think it's okay <laughs> um, because like I don't know if they've really said that hand size and fumbling go together really or if there's a real correlation. But um, yeah. I think there was something about Joe Burrow's hands not being that big either. And right, uh, it's just it. funny. It's just funny to hear like the yeah, talking size. heads talking about players' hand size for like five hours on ESPN mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. <laughs> and like the other top quarterback is CJ Stroud from Ohio state. And they already have C- uh, Justin Fields from Ohio state. And I think Fields was better in college than CJ Stroud was, uh, at least in terms of overall kind of resume. Really, uh, I don't know. So like, it's, I don't know if the bears were going to change. Oh, uh, okay. So let's keep going on the list. Ryan Tannehill. Will he be a starter? Uh, back up or out of the league. I'm probably a starter, but I think on a roster. You think just on a roster? I'll say on a roster. I'll say I'll say he'd get a little signed somewhere, but then maybe he won't win the battle, basically for for the starting role. Uh, seems like, like the most recent rumors are that Tannehill will stay on the Titans uh, next year, at least, at least according to one uh, rumor I just saw. So maybe he will be the. Well, he and Malik Willis maybe will compete for the starting job. I'm not maybe. sure, but um, yeah. So I, I think I think of Tannehill, Carr, Garoppolo. I don't know if there's a difference, but 
Queen yeah. Elizabeth is, really. If yeah. I had to, uh, maybe I'd rank Garoppolo and Carr a little ahead of Tannehill. I don't know. Um, Tannehill's had more postseason success than Carr, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he's been in, maybe, I don't know, he's there, he's injury prone, like Garoppolo. Um, I don't know who I'd take. Um, uh, Marcus Mariota got released today. Uh, do you think he will be a starter next year on a roster say... out of the league? On a roster, on a roster. What do you What do you think of that one? Mm, I think he'll be competing for a starting job with yeah. somebody like the next guy, Car- like Carson Wentz or somebody like that. Yeah, I think I think there will be some team that will bring in. Let's bring in a since we if we can't draft a quarterback high enough, like let's say we're in the NFC South, we're Tampa, yeah. or somebody, and we aren't going to get Rodgers, or we're not going to get Carr, Garoppolo. If we just bring in Mariota. Wentz, bring it all of them. Baker Mayfield, you know, all those kind of yeah. fringe starters. Maybe you think one will stick, and like, because one could be the next Geno Smith. Sure, um, you know, come along. Well, if, you, if, if you have the right offensive coordinator, I mean, you should be able to make just about anybody work in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, <laughs> like at least an NFL offense with basically anybody that can throw a short pass. Right. Yeah, I you're probably so. not going to win a lot of games, but you can at least like compete. Yeah. For some teams, that's all they're aiming for, right? Yeah, well, at least it's a step. Yeah, like you know, that's all you have to do to win some divisions. Like it's all you have to do to win in the NFC South right now, especially without Brady there. Just don't um, be actively terrible. Yeah, it seems like the it seems like the Falcons are going to stick with Desmond Ritter, but that seems mm. kind of dumb to me. But uh, you know, it seems like. I would go after somebody like, like if you're in the NFC, like if you get Carr or Garoppolo, like you have one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the conference, probably. And yeah, what else? You know, I mean, you, you, have have to, you have to have at least a, a receiver that is fast enough to outrun mm-hmm. somebody, right? Yeah, especially if Rodgers is gone, like you know, if yeah. he's on the Jets or something, like it's like Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts are the. Maybe you could say Kyler Murray if he wasn't hurt all the time, but yeah. uh, <laughs> or Stafford if he comes back. I don't know if he's going to come back from injury. Um, so many, so many of these guys. Okay, so Daniel Daniel Jones, free agent, possibly for the Giants. Do you sign him back if you're the Giants, or do you let him go and try to find somebody else? I mean, he'll be on a roster. I don't, I don't think he'll be starting though. Whatever it is, I, yeah, I don't know. The Giants don't seem like they're set on him, right? So yeah. I think if he's on the Giants, he's the starter, but I don't think he's necessarily – or if yeah. he's the NFC South, he's probably the starter, but I don't know if he's Maybe. somebody I would – I don't know. Yeah. Um, we said Lamar Jackson. What Tom Brady? How about Tom Brady? Do you think that the, uh, any team will – I think, I think a lot of teams will ask about him, but my guess is that he will wait to see what San Francisco's quarterback – uh, you know, looks like towards the end of uh the preseason, and if Purdy's not ready, and and uh, Trey Lance isn't isn't uh, you know, the guy after they've deemed that you know before the season starts, I could see him stepping in to fill mm-hmm. in for a season. Well, does but... does this change your uh perspective on that? Raiders coach Josh McDaniels has recently spoken to Tom Brady and believes that Tom Brady is, quote, at peace 
with his decision in retirement. Does that simply mean, however, that Tom Brady did not want to go play with Josh McDaniels and uh, the Raiders because uh, it seems like the Raiders thought that they were going to be able to get Tom Brady, which is why they got rid of Derek Carr uh, so early mm. last season. And, uh, right. you know, why perhaps they even hired Josh McDaniels in the first place is because of his connection to Tom Brady and maybe why they didn't fire him after his not-so-good first season. Do you think that <laughs> McDaniels' insight m- means that Brady is really going to stay out, or is it a... I don't think that means anything <laughs> for multiple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> let me run through. Let me run. So we mentioned uh, Mayfield. Let me run through a bunch of others. And, and like, maybe you stop me if you think. Oh, I'll say one, one more these... thing really about Brady. Uh, but Brady apparently is going to become a, a state of comedian, though. We, we just oh, recently. Yeah, that's... <laughs> really, song. So I think that may that may keep him out of the, uh, you know, the yeah, Raiders yeah. too. Stand up comedian Tom Brady. I, if there's, yeah, a comedian. A quarterback that would not be a stand-up comedian, I think it would be. Actually, maybe Russell Wilson, I think, would be a worse stand-up comedian than than Tom Brady. I think, uh, or Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Actually, it would be Aaron, like one of the really giant ego quarterbacks that um, I think has. I think I think Brady has more self-awareness than either Rodgers or Wilson, and so I think maybe that could play well, better for him than those two guys. Yeah. I would, yeah, I think. Um, so yeah, I would say he's not the he's not he's not the least likely that would be a great stand up. I'd say he's not he's maybe the third least <laughs> likely <laughs> in terms of personality. I don't know. I don't know if Garoppolo. I don't. Know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't have much personality. Though. So maybe maybe Brady's not as bad as 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 I could think he would be. But I don't think he would. Um, he wouldn't want to do something he wouldn't be very good at. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. He's well. He wouldn't. He. I don't know if he'd want to go out of his comfort zone and do something because, like, he's like a brand, and you know, he's he's very. You know, he. You know, he only eats certain things, and, and right. I don't. I don't think that 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 really. The, no, that's funny. Uh, comedian lifestyle that really meshes well. Uh, yeah. Unless he and like Artie Lang are a, a uh, you know, op- like a straight man, uh, opposite kind of, right or something like that. Uh, I see that. I was trying to think of the least healthy comedian. Uh, and... <laughs> Together they make just like an average guy, right? It's like twins. It's Which like is twins still drama. not funny, though. With Danny DeVito yeah. and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me run through this list. I, so yes. I, I've only named about half the quarterbacks on this list. I think all of these next people are all kind of the same, but they're different ages. So tell me if you think any of these could be a starter next year or if any of these will be out of the league. I think... I think uh, all of these, if they're going to play, are probably backups at best. But we can, we, we can, if you, if you think someone's going to be out of the league, let me know. So we have Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton. He'll be on a roster. Who? Andy Dalton. Dalton. He'll be on a roster. I don't know about Jameis Winston if he's uh, available or not. Yeah. He, I, he's not on my list, actually. I just thought of him when I thought of him. Maybe he signed a multi year deal and won't show up on that. Yeah. Um, he uh, so like it says, James Winston won't be a free agent March fifteenth, but he could be one. They could uh, after in, on June first, they could uh, the, the the Saints could release him. So there's also James Winston. If you had to pick between Dalton and Winston, which one would you pick? I mean, I, I would think Winston has more potential. Dalton yeah, may have could, a year left. I don't know. 
you could think maybe he would have a like a Geno Smith type of renaissance, maybe, maybe. Winston. Possibly. He's had success in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sam Darnold. I don't know. Roster. <laughs> He'll be on Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew. Uh, he's on the fringe of out of the league, I think. I don't know. But I guess he he performed competently well when um, Hertz was out, so... Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll probably still be on our roster. Um. Okay. Uh, Joe Flacco. It seems like he's probably gonna retire. What do you think? Possibly, but you never know. On maybe on a roster somewhere. Uh, Taylor Heineke. He'll get a he'll get a job somewhere. He, I think he would be a fun backup Fringe for Mahomes. Starter. I think he'd be a fun backup for Mahomes because he's kind of yeah. got that. He's 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 um. You know, he 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 and like he seems to have a good rapport with with, teammates. The, with his teammates, yeah, for and sure. And he like uh is a hustler and he um like you know grits it out. Like I, I think he the players like playing with Heineke and it's something they didn't enjoy with if Dayton Moore was uh still the Royals GM, would he sign him to be a oh he'd yeah. Just to just to stand in the locker room and, and pump people up. Yeah, he'd pick or, Heineke in a uh, in a second. Uh, convert him, convert him to a utility infielder. Yeah, so Heineke is twenty nine years old. He's almost thirty. He'll be thirty in March. That's a little older than I thought. I didn't know he's that old. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. So he's been in the league since 2015, when he was the Vi- with the Vikings. I didn't remember that he was even in the in the league that long. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the Vikings. Yeah. Do you know where Taylor Heineke went to college? Nope, no no clue. Old Dominion. He was a four-year starter at Old Dominion. He put up pretty big numbers at Old Dominion. Old Old Dominion is a um, FCS one former one double A. So yeah, um, similar to like what uh, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, those kinds of quarterbacks. I just know that um, they show up in the um, NCAA basketball tournament every once in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe, we have Joe Flacco's uh, Jets teammate, Mike White, who was the most successful quarterback for the Jets this year. Roster, maybe? Somewhere? Not confident in that. Probably <laughs> not a starter. Uh, White will be 28 uh, in... Uh, March, uh, he so these people are all older than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, White uh, played for both South Florida and Western Kentucky, also the alma mater of Bailey Zappi. Um, I I could also see Bailey Zappi's teammate Mac Jones getting shipped off somewhere because it seems like there was a thing I saw today. Um, that uh, one of the things that uh, you, I learned about Mac Jones is that you were not allow, allowed to yell at Mac Jones because uh, he did not respond to Chris uh, in that way, uh, which seems a little bit strange on a Bill Belichick. Well, Mac, if Mac Jones is out, does that do you think Brady back to New England is a possibility then? <laughs> I think uh, if they could. If if Brady were even a remote possibility, they would have kicked Jones to the curb <laughs> months ago. 
Yeah. I, I still think Bailey Zappi's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. And I, I, I haven't necessarily been proven otherwise yet. Um, but maybe that'll change. Um, do you want, oh, did you, I didn't know this until today, just, just looking it up. Do you know why Mac Jones is called Mac Jones? What is Mac short for? <laughs> is this a, it's always said in Philadelphia, Mac <laughs> scenario where his name is Ronald, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it's actually quite similar to that. His name is Michael McCorkle Jones. <laughs> so, Mac, I believe, comes from McCorkle. Uh, I mean, if you said just guess names where Mac is short for, I don't know how many names it would have come, but before McCorkle would have been my guess. Hundreds? Yeah. Thousands? I'm not sure I would have come up with McCorkle ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he went to a private school in Jacksonville called the Bowles School. That's where he learned the ball. Uh, his father was a college tennis player. So he comes, I think he's, I think Mac Jones is a little bit spoiled in, in his upbringing. Um, you could say that with Mahomes as well, but Mahomes, I think, didn't, like, there's something that Mahomes has that Mac Jones does not doesn't seem to possess. And that is, I think there's a there's a certain competitive fire and also a, a kind of like Heineke-esque um, joy that he uh, exi- the, he brings out of his uh, teammates. I don't think Mac Jones does that. He's mm-hmm. one of my least favorite uh, players in the NFL, Mac Jones. Uh, um, he's up there. He's up there. Actually, I think he I, – I think technically I actually like him less as a person and a player than even uh, Taysom Hill – or Jordan Love, who I don't dislike as people. I just I just dislike that uh, um, people thought they people think that they would be good. <laughs> or or where I think I believe you um, decided that he was not even the best quarterback with the last name of Love in his conference before he was drafted. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And I don't think that's I don't think that's Jordan Love's fault necessarily. I don't think Jordan Love is that big of a yeah. That's not actually his fault. That that's um, as Mac Jones. That's possibly the uh, Packers evaluating him and yeah. talking about him so highly, right. more than anything that Jordan Love had to do with anything. And like you haven't heard anything about Jordan Love kind of complaining about not starting yeah. or anything like that. But you hear stuff like that from Mac Jones like all the time, and like he gets he pouts and like, he gets all like, and he's not like 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 a portrait genius on the field that could kind of like you can say that about Aaron Rodgers maybe he's. He's actually a good player and he's a jerk, but he's, you know, he's had success and he's does his things his own way and he gets results. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that with um, Mac Jones. With, the, with that line about the not even being the best quarterback with the last name of Love in the conference. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember who was that. Uh, for uh, so it wasn't even like a. It wasn't even a, yeah. It wasn't even a Power Five conference. It was like a. You know, it was, a lower it, was tier. it was no, it was Utah, Utah State, wasn't it? No, uh, no, Jordan Love went to Utah State, Fresno, maybe it was Fresno State. Um, I don't remember, I'm looking at the Josh Love, San Jose State. It was San Jose State. Josh Love. Is he? Did he make it onto a roster somewhere? 
I don't believe so. He was no. uh, he was on the Rams for a while. Oh, so he did, he, he did make it to a roster. Yeah, he's now on the Michigan Panthers of the USFL, so he will be starting in April. Um, so he was a practice squad member of the Rams in 2020, a practice squad member of the Panthers 2021, and he's and he's been in uh, the USFL this past season with Pittsburgh right. and um, Michigan's. So he's yeah, not so. Um. Yeah, probably not going to go anywhere. But who knows? Maybe he'll have a, a strong season this year in the USFL. Maybe get another practice squad chance and possibly a way to work up. So, um, oh, we didn't say Mike White. Do you think Mike White will be on a, a roster or out of the uh, I mean, if he's on a roster, I think it'd be still in for the Jets. Uh, otherwise, I would think no. But that'd be my guess. He also might be a decent backup for like Mahomes type because he's threw for a lot of yards and uh, yeah, and was a like a fan favorite. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd still I think the Chiefs should try to get as a backup if they don't go for like a name like a like a bigger name that should be like more like a Gardner Minshew type. Even I think would be kind of a fun, capable backup if you don't want to go somebody old and gets a lot of money. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also uh, available is Drew Locke. Do you think he will wind up someplace as a potential starter, or is he just in back? I didn't know he was him? on a roster this year until you mentioned that he was earlier today. <laughs> so, he was on the. He lost to Geno Smith. He lost the starting I, job. Geno I Smith. didn't. I didn't realize that until. Yeah. Um, I guess he has the capability of being on a roster then. So probably on a mm-hmm. roster somewhere. You have Jacoby Brissett. He should be on a roster somewhere, possibly yeah. starting in a yeah. pinch. He's he's that level of Teddy Bridgewater, maybe even yeah. Geno Smith level. I don't think Geno, I still think Geno Smith was more of a uh, you know mirage. He also has really good wide receivers. Yeah, throw to. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, Case Keenum. I'd be surprised if he's on a roster, but he'll probably be. He'll probably end up on the Chiefs roster somehow. Right? <laughs> and, and last but not least, Matt Ryan. I think he'd retire, but I don't know. If he hasn't retired already, he's going to try to be on a roster somewhere. You think he has one more go as a starting quarterback? That's very possible. There are so many teams that need help at QP. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably end up on a roster somewhere. and yeah, I would at least say competing for a job. Yeah, of the teams that like have uncertainty at quarterback, let's say even like so. Let's, if you just run through the NFC, I, so if Geno Smith is a free agent, so we have Seattle, we have San Francisco with who knows what's going on with um, with health basically for Purdy with health with Purdy or with Lance, with I guess Lance and potentially yeah. Um, the Rams, we don't know what's going on with Stafford really. I guess we know it's sort of going on with Kyler Murray, but you're stuck with Kyler Murray for so I guess the most stable quarterback situation right now, anyway, is Arizona in the NFC West. Uh, with an injury and yeah. yeah. NFC South, New Orleans, we don't know. Tampa, we don't know. Carolina, we don't know. Atlanta, we don't really know either. So all four. So that's seven out of eight that have, I guess, uncertainty. NFC North, I think we know Cousins is gonna be in Minnesota, yeah. although maybe you want to upgrade. 
Justin Fields, probably, although maybe you want to upgrade. Um, Jared Goff, surprisingly, I think is the most stable starting quarterback <laughs> right now in the NFL. He's maybe the only one you'd say will be the starter next year. More than, like, like you would say Rodgers if he's there, but, you know, that's Jordan Watson. So that's like maybe. Uh, it could be neither of those guys, right? It, it may. It... Mm-hmm. It could be it could be neither of those guys in, in Green yeah. Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? NFC East. Well, there's Dak. I'm sure the Cowboys would want to upgrade, even though he's a decent quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Washington, we have no idea. It's going to be Sam Howell right now, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, New York Giants, right now, we don't have any idea. Philadelphia, yep. we do, and that's kind of all we know. And yeah. think maybe in Philadelphia, I could even see. Well, maybe we'll regret uh, signing Hurts to a big deal because he might get hurt and sure and then what do we do uh, <laughs> I, I guess so you're saying say, like of the 16 teams that there's maybe three are secure but almost but possibly all three would upgrade should the right person become available yeah i don't think i don't think they could with hertz upgrade yeah so that would but but i could see i could see them thinking hertz is going to be lamar jackson in a couple of years and both are very very talented both might become might be injury prone and because not because of their necessarily physical stature, but because the way they play quarterback is that they take a beating mm-hmm. and um, Hertz showed, I think in the Super Bowl that he could throw pretty well other than that mm-hmm. last pass. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so maybe he can transition into a Josh Allen type of, you know, running sometimes, but throwing more but like in the AFC, yeah. there's so many teams that do have their quarterback, set for a long time um uh you had you know justin herbert um and mahomes in the afc west raiders don't you don't know i guess the broncos are stuck with wilson um afc south well you have lawrence Tannehill. i guess you're sort of stuck with maybe um, potentially they also but he was also on that potential free agent list yeah, right houston, yeah houston indianapolis we have no idea yeah um afc north i guess you say, well, Burrow for sure is in, you're in good hands with him. Yeah. Um, you you don't know exactly, I guess, what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Uh, you don't know what's. I think you you also you would say uh, you don't know exactly. I guess you sort of know you have Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Yeah. Unless there's some other legal trouble that pops up, or but he's been back. He hasn't been very good since he's been back. Um, can he pick it? It might be the most. He's number two, but he's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You think maybe they could upgrade, but uh, he's still showing something. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the AFC East, which, you know, you have Josh Allen. Good. Miami, though, too. Uh, you know, uh, if he's, he's under contract, at least, anyway. But Yeah, but if he's healthy, you, know, you don't know if he can stay healthy. Um, right. You have uh, Jets, you don't know about the Jets. And the Patriots, I think it's Matt, Mac Jones, but, ew. you know, like, I guess I was thinking the, the AFC looked a lot better, but it does look a lot better, but there's still a lot of uncertainty and a lot. Even those, some of those good quarterbacks are not necessarily as stable as maybe you think. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird um, situation. Do you have any idea why it's so strange this year? Yeah, or or is it just because that there's a you know there's such a big gap between what we think is the top most tier of the QB and, and the average QB, what we consider a bad QB is like basically everybody else. Right. So, uh, 
I think it's just like yeah, like Mahomes and Josh Allen and and uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, I guess probably. Um, I'm just in Burrow too. Yeah, I guess I've set, I've set the bar like so much higher than what we've expected to see for mm-hmm. what we consider the top tier quarterback. I think the gap between top and you know what we think is like an average quarterback has yeah. gotten bigger, right? Yeah, like you it's say, not necessarily maybe... that like the best quarterback is just a little bit better than an average guy. It's just like maybe the right personnel around him. It just seems like these this crop of the top tier is just that much better than the average QB, and it just makes everybody else look bad. Yeah, there's a big gulf. Like like you, you say, Lawrence might jump up there. Hurts can be up there, but you know, yeah. and Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy, is up there. But like, mm. yeah, there's like that top eight, and maybe Rogers if he is all right in the head. Uh, and quiet, yeah, quiet, <laughs> quiet could be up there. Uh, but you think it might be a cliff he's gonna fall. But like everybody else, like. Those, like Carr, Garoppolo, Cousins—they're all at. They would be like av- Dak Prescott. They're like average, but you think, but like it's yeah, it's such a it's such a strange um, world now that yeah, but it's like the very it's the haves and have-nots, I guess, or mm-hmm. even the haves and the sort of sort of haves. Uh, it's a big, it's a big uh, the middle. It's, it's like I guess it's like wealth disparity in the United States. The the middle class and the the upper class are. Uh, Growing farther and farther, right? Part, yeah. It seems to be that. Yes, the quarterback crop seems to be mirroring that economic concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, any any other NFL news, non quarterback? Um, probably, but I'm not thinking anything else right now. I I, I guess there's the the Chiefs have big questions with. I think their biggest question is probably with Orlando Brown, um, mm-hmm. whether they keep him or franchise him again. Um, uh, Tennessee offensive, yeah, salary, Clark, I think is escalating. Yeah, still. he might have to get restructured. Uh, there's uh, there's um, uh, um, Wiley's yeah. contract I think comes up this year too. Mm-hmm. Wiley is also free agent uh, on the right side. Um, Juju is a free agent. Hardman, mm. a lot of receivers. Uh, one thing I noticed that a potential uh, solid uh, tackle is on the market. Uh, Tennessee got rid of Taylor Lewin, their tackle, and I saw today that uh, uh, the, the Titans unceremoniously dropped off all of Lewin's stuff in garbage bags on Lewin's uh, front porch. Wow! Uh, is, is that uh, how you think um, a Tenure veteran uh, should be uh, treated. That seems surprising. Was that a? Yeah, there's got to be more to that story, right? <laughs> I mean, like that we won't hear about. But yeah, Lewin has played. Um, let's see. He started out with the Titans' first round draft pick in 2014. He uh, became. Starting left tackle uh, on uh, the next year, he was a Pro Bowler from 2016 to 2018. Uh, he, he's been solid, uh, but injured um, last year, uh, and um, he's considering retirement, perhaps. But uh, he was, uh, but yeah, he, he's a. Uh, 
so yeah, I saw that today. Like they they uh, uh just dumped a bunch of his stuff in. Uh, I guess they cleared out his locker and just dumped it with trash bags on his doorstep. Not wow. even. I guess you would think that you would have him come in and clean out his locker and take what he wanted, but um, hmm. yeah, that's an unusual. Maybe he uh like kicked somebody's dog or something in there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's yeah, got to be was... more to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, but that was that was uh, what I read today. So, um, I hope the Chiefs do not do that with their uh, free agents or their people that they release. They don't just uh, right do <laughs> their crap on the doorstep. But that's yeah. uh, going on in Tennessee. Um, I don't know what else is going on in the NFL, but we might have more idea, an idea next week. We'll also have a little bit of a clearer picture on how spring training is developing, the run up to the World Baseball Classic. Um, I guess we also have March Madness on the horizon. Uh, maybe uh, Warner Trek Power Hour can do a a bit of a March Madness betting uh, preview. I think we're gonna need to, yeah, and. I don't know if we want to do anything before that. I don't know if we want to do anything like in the conference uh, championship tournaments or anything like that, but maybe we could think about that for next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Do, on that note, should we, uh, should we wrap things up this week? I think so. Uh, we will, you know, even the baseball season started, we, we spent uh, a vast majority <laughs> of our hour talking about uh, the national football league, which, is not going to pick up again for I think another seven months. Uh, we have uh, to wait. Um, oh least... no, there is one thing: the combine is coming up. Six months. Oh, the combine. Yes, the combine so, in Indianapolis. Um, I think it's starting right now. Um, but yeah, I guess we already got a little bit of news that uh, Bryce Young is short, and I don't know what else. Uh, I think there are teams trying to strike gold as quarterback. Uh, Bryce Young had been compared to a. To a uh, a, I guess a pocket Mahomes, uh, but <laughs> kind of like not in that, not not in that he can throw like Mahomes from the, the pocket, pocket yeah. but he would fit inside of Mahomes' pocket. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, oh, that's great. I, my favorite uh, mentioning pocket that always reminds me <laughs> of um a weightlifter. Do you? I don't know if you ever remember this weightlifter. Known as the Pocket Hercules. <laughs> no, who's that? I was just looking him up. Uh, it's Naim Sulaymanoglu. Uh, he was born in Bulgaria, but became a Turkish weightlifter. Uh, he was born to an ethnic Turkish family in Bulgaria, uh, Bulgaria okay. right next to uh, Turkey. Uh, in what the ancient world would call Thrace uh, is is where uh, um, he was from. Also, Spartacus famously is from Thrace. Uh, before he was uh, so he was also uh but yeah he was um a seven-time world weightlifting champion three-time olympic gold medalist who set um 46 world records and how tall was the pocket hercules i'll give you his weight um he weighed 137 pounds oh wow yeah wow <laughs> you think of weightlifters being like very heavy like 
Well, that's the regular Hercules. Pounds. This is the pocket Hercules. Yeah, but only one. I thought it was just going to be like the same weight, but only like five five or something. So, but one thirty seven in a weight power lifter. Five two. <laughs> four inches off. He was four foot ten. Jeez. <laughs> and he he died unfortunately wow. um five about a little over five years ago um his hmm. father was a minor he only stood five feet tall his mother was four foot seven um minor he, spelled am i which way? I, i'm not sure what kind of minor <laughs> but he was um he was living in bulgaria in the 80s uh but Bulgaria, of course, boycotted the 1984 Olympics along with the Soviet Union. So he was a favorite to win the gold medal in 1984, but Bulgaria boycotted. Um, and he ended up winning instead for his first gold medal in 1988 at the Seoul Olympics. He also won the gold medal in the Barcelona Olympics, and then he won the gold medal in the 1996 Atlanta Olympics, he competed wow. in the um, anywhere from the 56 kilogram weight class to the 64 kilogram weight class over his uh, the course of his career. Um, 62 kilograms was 137, kind of in the middle. So, like um, the Turks actually paid. Uh, $1.25 million to the Bulgarian government to allow him to return to Turkey to weightlift for Turkey. Um, wow. Yeah, he won. Yeah. Um, he is the first and only weightlifter to have snatched uh, 2.5 times his body weight. You know, the snatch is the, is the fast lift and the clean and jerk is the, is the second right. one. So Straight he, to the top, yeah. So he... Um, was only he was the second weightlifter ever to clean and jerk three times his body weight. Um, he's the only weightlifter to date to clean and jerk ten kilos more than triple his body weight. According to he set forty six world records, um, the best pound for pound weightlifter of all time, one of the greatest weightlifters ever, a national hero in Turkey. He died from cirrhosis. He had suffered from liver failure, um, mm. and. Oh, he had a liver transplant, but then he had surgery for a hemorrhage in his brain and died from uh, from that, perhaps. But I would guess probably like a lot of that, you know, strain and stuff maybe could lead to uh, brain hemorrhages or something. But yeah, um, he so he um, yeah he could uh, the snatch was. Uh, by 152.5 kilograms. So that's uh, over his head. So that would be, so he weighed about 135 pounds or so. So um, yeah. 152 kilograms is probably like, like 360, three, three, I would 30, like three times, so it's like 390 yeah. or something. It would be like yeah. almost 400. Like, like that's just <laughs> insane. Uh, wow. Um, wow. Do you know that... Uh, uh, there's such thing called the Sinclair coefficient uh, that measures uh, different weight classes and in, uh, in weightlifting and how they would compare to each other. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to find out more about the Sinclair coefficient. Um, the Wilkes coefficient is also a similar one, but um, in uh, in Sinclair points, um, 
he had 504, which I guess is the best ever album. He's the best pound for pound uh, weightlifter ever. Wow. Do you think the pocket Mahomes can replicate the pocket Hercules? Uh, I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> what, what do you think? Yeah, not either. But I, yeah, I, I was surprised that the pocket Mahomes is more than a foot taller than the pocket Hercules. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I would guess the pocket Hercules could easily lift the pocket Mahomes over his head. Sure. Oh, and I don't know sure. if the pocket Mahomes could lift the pocket Hercules over his head, even if they were both <laughs> willing. Yes. Yes. Unlikely. Hundred <laughs> thirty-seven pounds isn't that heavy, I guess. But like, yeah, for like a NFL prospect, right. pretty <laughs> heavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his uh, uh, biggest rival in the 96 uh, Olympics was a Greek named Valerios Leonidas, uh, who um, was, uh, yeah, so he, but he got the silver medal, Leonidas, and Suleimanoglu, uh, aka Pocket Hercules, won his third gold medal and promptly retired after that. So, um that's our this guy was Leonidas was five five and a half, so he was much taller than our pocket Hercules. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh I didn't I didn't expect our pocket Hercules uh segue, but I think it was a uh a fitting uh send off to an otherwise uh solid um uh week of the warning track power hour but i think i think that really uh we really snatched it and uh yes. or cleaned or cleaned and jerked it all the way uh above <laughs> our heads to the field. sounds a little dirty I snap, I, both of them sound a little dirty uh <laughs> great I wonder, I wonder if they sound so um suggestive in other languages oh like if, if you could translate what that would be in Spanish or or Turkish or or something else. Yeah, but then you'd have to talk to a Spanish person to find out if those same terms are. I could ask. Well, yeah. I could ask MJ for Spanish, but I don't think she knows weightlifting well enough uh, to. Yeah, well, I mean, you could use like Google Translate to at least get the words translated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that seems like a, a future warning track power hour edition dedicated. Yes. Only to terms. Only to, uh, yeah, only to weightlifting and terms. I, <laughs> I I did snatch weightlifting, and they just call it levantar pesas, but that's just lifting weights. That doesn't have a. That's not a particular term. I don't think so. Um, nah. I have an aranque. I have that question. I have that possibility. It could be aranque, um, but I'll ask uh, later. I won't look at clean and jerk right now, but I will. Uh, finally sign us out of the Wayne Trek Power Hour. This has been another exciting, fun-filled, informative hour plus of, of our week and your week too, I hope. As always, I am Dr. Michael Werman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Wayne Trek Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our multitude of delivery vehicles be they AV, 
or A. Uh, and until then, we bid you good day. <laughs>